Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Blue, White and Yellow podcast from Leeds United Live. Giving you the in-depth analysis on all the big talking points from Ellen Road. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue, White and Yellow podcast with myself, Conor McGilligan, your multimedia producer. And I'm joined this I'm joined this week by Joe Bray of the Manchester Evening News to discuss the massive game at the weekend between Leeds United and obviously Manchester City. It's a, it's a game that we are probably quite fearful of as, as Leeds United fans, but we're, you know, I'm coming on here to, to try and give you guys a, a little bit of hope that we can grab something in a, in a pivotal weekend in the relegation running. But first of all, Joe, how are you doing, mate? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, really busy for City at the moment, but uh, mm. the games keep on coming and City are trying to just win everything. So, uh, it's another, another test. I think all these games are offering different challenges for City, but uh, I think it should be a pretty good game on, on Saturday. Yeah, I, th- I think so, Joe. And just before we, we, we touch on the actual topic straight off the bat there, when you're talking about all these games that are coming up, we, I've had a discussion with um, you know a couple of people off air as well about the atmospheres going to different grounds. And obviously, Ellen Road is is quite famous for having a certain atmosphere, really. But do you think it's actually got to... a uh, a point now with so many of the top clubs around Europe that they've been involved in so many hostile environments and atmospheres around Europe that it doesn't really play a big part anymore? Yeah, potentially. I think City have got such a recognised style and they've been together for, what, five, six years now. I think they they can silence those those crowds and just put them to the back of their minds and just get on with playing the game and and trust the football but you have seen at places like like Anfield for example City never have it particularly easy there and especially when the crowds uh, are on the back as well and you know I I think maybe if if Leeds get at City and catch them on an off day that's the sort of thing that could sort of help them along and uh, even if you think about it in the other way there's been some nerves at City games recently that they're sort of within touching distance of the title now and they know that any slip-up means that they probably won't win it. So, you know, the City fans are not not sort of getting against the team, but those nerves are creeping in a little bit. So um, I think, yeah, the crowd could could play a part. I think mostly City will sort of trust themselves and just keep going and, and trust that their football will be enough. But uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's a a bank of a, of a win for City. It's probably one of the more difficult games left on the uh, on the fixture list. So where's the um, is is the sort of a pressure aspect at the minute, Joe? Obviously, we know we know Liverpool are, are, are hot on the tail, and when you just mentioned there that you you sort of see, <clears throat> excuse me, seeing it in performances. What 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 are you referring to there? So was, so they played uh, Brighton at home last week, and obviously Brighton are quite good defensively. They just just won at Spurs and Arsenal, and City weren't playing badly. They had all of the, all of the possession as they always do, but it just wasn't going in. So that you know, you, you sensed a little bit of nerves in the crowd. And to be fair to the City fans, they reacted positively in that respect. They got behind the team, but it was a bit of a different atmosphere. And contrast that to when they took the lead against Watford after I think four minutes or something, that certainly helped them 
get the fans on side and and help in in that in that respect and and then against Madrid they got the early lead and and that that helped as well so uh, you you hear more from Guardiola as well saying we need the fans on board we need the fans helping us and and get behind us because they, they need to win every game that's it I think Guardiola is right in his assessment that if City drop any points it's Liverpool's title. Has there been a standout performance of the season, Joe? I mean, as Leeds fans, I think the I think it is the biggest result this season. If you know, you, you might be able to correct me in the Premier League. Obviously, City seven, Leeds nil. Um, mm-hmm. in, in your opinion, is that sort of the standout performance you've seen from City this season? I think that was when City were really hitting their stride, and I, I, I think that was more about City than about Leeds that day. I think it, it <laughs> yeah. was it was one of those performances where everything went right and. They must have just turned up that day and thought, right, we're we're gonna we're gonna score a lot of goals here. Um, I mean, for City, they probably wouldn't say that was their best performance. They might even point to one of the Liverpool draws and say they were better performances. I think, yeah, against Manchester United, they had two really really standout games. So, um, I mean, for Leeds will remember that, of course, won't they? Because it's it's a big win. But um, for City, it's 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 one of those games where. They've probably played worse and I've drawn or won by only one or two goals when actually it was just a day where every shot they had went in and they just caught leads on a, on a bad day as well. Mm, yeah, it, it, I mean, I had a couple of mates who went <laughs> to the game and a lot of people were turning around and saying they could have played anyone that day and it would have been yeah. six or seven. You, you you have that sometimes, and like we were speaking to Gabriel Jesus after he scored four against Watford, and he said, Do "You know, I've played a lot better and not had a sniff of goal. It's just happened that I had four shots and and four went in. And by the way, he played really really well. I think he was downplaying his his contribution, but it, it's it's this thing about City. They, they play the same way, and sometimes they score loads, sometimes they don't. But mm. most of the time, they they do eventually find a way and get a win. From a tactical perspective, Joe, is it? I mean, what I've noticed with City is obviously the put the fullbacks push up, but I think the interesting thing, which is really difficult to defend against, is when the two eights or push really far up because then you almost put the centre backs in in a little bit of a, a conundrum, really, because they essentially are trying to figure out whether or not to to go to the two eights and mark the two eights because that's naturally a midfielder's job um, or the midfielder's job. Um, <laughs> It's causing a problem for multiple teams, isn't it? That sort of tactical aspect of pushing those two eights on, i.e. maybe like a Gundogan or a Foden. That's it. And without City having a striker, then it's, they've kind of used it to their advantage because they've got a false nine, which is often rotated with two, three, maybe four players within a game. And if it's not working, then they can just look to someone else. And when you've got Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva racing forward from midfield, and plus your, your three forwards who are whatever three combination is going to be very, very good and, you know, really good movement and sort of hard for most defences to, to combat against. That sort of five five players who are all moving around and know where they are, but the defenders don't. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right with the, the midfield assessment. It probably often goes overlooked because everyone's focusing on who's playing false nine. But I think especially recently, Kevin De Bruyne's in really, really good form and he's, he's started to do those sort of, Yaya Torre-esque runs through midfield and uh, bringing on the play and you don't often see that from from City teams, they often try and use the ball to move through and sometimes it just takes a player running with the ball to to break through those lines and, and Kevin De Bruyne is doing that really well at the moment um, so yeah, I, I think De Bruyne would play, obviously the Leeds might have an advantage with this being in, in between the two Real Madrid ties but 
when De Bruyne's, I think he's averaging more than a goal a game recently, or certainly goals and assists. I don't think you can really drop Kevin De Bruyne at the moment in the way he's playing. No, he's um, <clears throat> he's a special player, isn't he? I think he's, he's he's just one of those where you sort of hold your hands up with with Kevin De Bruyne. You, you, you know, you can you can combat against it to an extent, <laughs> but it, it, he is just he's an exceptional footballer. Is he sort of the best player in the Premier League for you at the minute? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was I was watching that Real Madrid game, and especially in the first half, he was sort of unplayable. Him and Karim Benzema, I was thinking these. If there's a better player in, in the world right now, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them because, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, when he's in form like this, he's peaked at exactly the right time for City with this running, looking for the Premier League, looking for the Champions League, and he's coming up with big goals as well. So I'd, I'd say he's he's definitely in the best form of, of uh, his season. And when he's like that, I don't think there's many people on par, but I'm, I'm happy to uh, hear arguments about Mo, Mo Salah as well because he's been ridiculous this season he's he's also been been brilliant who who is there been sort of a i mean i i i look at a couple of standout players who, who might, might have gone under the radar with man city to an extent obviously you know you talk about talk about your standouts kevin de bruyne or obviously there's been a lot of people who've talk, spoken about jack Grealish, even though he might not have got to those dizzy heights that that we all sort of expected at the start of the season you know i know he's molding into this city side but are there any players that have just sort of gone under the radar but are, are really excelling under Pep Guardiola at the minute? Um, I think City players have sort of taken turns in having really good spells of form. So it's Kevin De Bruyne at the moment. We've had Bernardo Silva was unplayable at the start of the season. Jao Cancelo on, mm. on either side has sort of been City's quarterback at times, if, if you like. Phil Foden's probably having his best season. It's I mean, this is the beauty of, of the City squad in that if someone's not at the top of the game, then someone else will be. Um, I'm, mm. yeah, I'm thinking of Riyad Mahrez as well. He's suddenly popped up with, I think, 22, 23 goals when Guardiola was saying we're not going to have anywhere near a 20-goal-a-season player. Um, so, you, I mean, you can you can list as long as you are. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned Grealish there because he's probably not had his best season, certainly in the Premier League. He's not what City might have expected from a £100 million player, but I'd I'd hold judgment on Grealish until next season because the amount of players we've seen have take a year to get used to Guardiola's style, get used mm-hmm. to the system, get used to the pressures of playing for City at the top. If he if he's still playing as he is this time next year, then maybe you can start to think about his whether it's been a worthwhile signing or not. But I would expect him to to sort of really find a place in the team and kick on next season. Yeah, and I guess you can say that with a lot of players, can't you, Joe? Yeah. With with regards to City, you know, you look at Rodri, Joao Cancelo, Bernardo okay, Silva. They yeah. all they all sort of needed the bedding period, didn't they? Even even Nathan Ake this season, he's I mean, he had injuries last season, but he he probably didn't justify forty million pounds. He he was necessary at the time because City had no defenders, but then Ruben Diaz came in and did brilliantly. But this season, he's really shown himself to be. I don't think he's had a bad game when he's when he's come in and and played, and then recently with all the defensive injuries, he's he's come in and barely put a foot wrong. So, yeah, you, you've got a lot of players who just need that time to get used to what Guardiola wants, and as soon as they do, they, they sort of really kick on from there. What um just flipping the script a little bit there, Joe. What, what I mean, I, I I sort of I'm going to reference the the Southampton game and and the Crystal Palace game. They were able to start, I mean, the Southampton at home game, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, when you do look at Southampton, City seem to struggle to figure them out sometimes a little bit. And, and Crystal Palace are always a little bit of a problem for the big teams, but they were a little bit of a problem for City as well this season. 
how how do you stop City? Are there any sort of glaring ways that you can do it? Or you know, do you do you have to match them? Do you have to press them aggressively? Do you do you sit off them and and just play um, you know, a low block? What what is the way to really get inside the heads and and and, and sort of beat beat Manchester City, really? <laughs> I think you often hear of like opposition managers saying if you're going to get anything, you've got to be perfect in everything you do. And as you, the, those results you mentioned, like Palace and, and Southampton defensively, they were really, really good and they, they kept a really good shape. And even Brighton last week, I think it was about 55 minutes until City scored. And until then, you were thinking, they might they might nick something here. They, they're doing yeah. really well in stopping City from, from getting through. So I think you need to just be compact, especially in the first half, stay stay within your shape, maybe don't be as, as adventurous as you might want to be and then hope that City get frustrated and and they have an off day. But yeah, I, I think keeping keeping a really tight shape is is important because City will continue to move the ball around, move the players around, try and tire you out and it's they, they will get the chance. I think a good example is the Atletico Madrid ties. Atletico Madrid played 99% of a, a perfect tie, I think in terms of defending against mm. City. It might not have been great to watch, but defensively it was re- a really good example of how you can stop City while sort of everyone's playing on the same team, like everyone's on the same page playing out a tactical plan. And it was just one one moment across the whole tie that, that City were able to get through. And, and that's what City will always look for, that one little lapse in concentration. So you've just got to make sure that you, you don't give them that. Sometimes it won't happen because the players are so good and, they are so persistent and 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 really good at finding those those scoring opportunities. But you never know; it, it might be a day where the nerves get to City, the crowd get behind Leeds, and and something something can happen. It, I don't think this season you can put it past City from having one of those days. Maybe last season they looked unstoppable in that sense, but this season they are prone to once in a while having a day where it just isn't working for them. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, what what obviously Madrid's going to be a factor if if listeners don't know. Obviously, Man City have played Real Madrid this week, won four three, and they've got to go to the Bernabeu next week. And it sort of might might work in Leeds' favour, really. I mean, I was thinking to myself, you know, it was four two. I mean, you're not thinking tie over, but you know, you, you're struggling to see Madrid yeah. recover recover from that, really. But when that that third one goes in, you're thinking to yourself, well, it's it's game on again. Um, could that play into Leeds' hands a little bit when it comes to squad selection, Joe? Um, potentially. I think especially in defence, City have got a couple of injury worries. Kyle Walker's still not right. Um, John Stones came back after a, a week, week with an injury and then limped off again. Um, they'll have Jao Cancelo back, but the, the options are a little bit thinner than Guardiola might like. And he, he does like to rotate when he's got sort of three games a week week after week after week. Um, but then again, he had sort of Jack Grealish, Raheem Sterling on the bench on Saturday. You'd probably expect those those players to come in. You've got... You, those, you do have a lot those, of players. Those, those average Joes. I know, yeah. It's just... <laughs> the, you can rest Raheem Sterling for a Champions League semi-final and, and it's it goes without any real question from City fans. Mm. It's ridiculous, the, the strength that they have. Um, and then you've got informed players like Jesus and and Mares and and people like that, and he 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 often uses the subs to rotate. So if say City are winning one or two nil, that after an hour he'll take one of those players off who've played in the week and and bring another one on to just to keep everyone as as fresh as possible. But I think there might be one or two changes. Maybe Nathan Ake will come in 
just to to give either Laporte or Diaz a rest. I, I guess Jao Cancelo will come back because he was suspended against Real Madrid in the week. Um, so there might be three or four changes, but that's sort of normal for this City side. And uh, then they'll... Uh, I mean, it, this is it with Guardiola. He'll always say his focus is on Leeds, not the second leg against Real Madrid. And then he'll drop a, a selection a decision that really points to him investing the player for Real Madrid. So it's mm. uh, it's difficult to say, but I'd, I'd maybe guess three or four changes. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> any other side, any other any other team, you're sort of thinking that's that's great. But yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you, you're talking, as you've just said, Joe, you're talking about Grealish coming in, Riyad Mahrez coming in, Sterling coming in, and yeah. that, you know, whoever, Gundogan coming in, or what about, you know, it's it's a, the, the, the plethora of, of squad is, it's quite remarkable. But um, Leeds have changed, uh, Joe, in terms of when Jesse Marsh has come in, they've become very narrow, um, very compact, very different from the Marcelo Bielsa way, which I, I know that sort of has some similarities with the Guardiola way in, in terms of making the pitch as, as wide as possible. Um, it does leave the fullbacks a little bit exposed to um, to teams who play out wide, but I, I have seen Southampton who play very, very narrow, as I've, as I've said before, cause Man City some problems uh, with, you know, being compact, but also um, being very aggressive in the press. Do you think that could benefit Leeds? And do you think it's a better strategy than going man for man and, and, and being as wide as possible like we were at the Etihad? I think it probably goes back to what you asked before about how to stop City. If you pack the area, it's probably a better strategy than leaving leaving mm. it open in the area because the amount of time City will move it wide and they've got no one in the box just because they like that natural striker. they'll often, As I say, they'll often find a way to, to score another way, but um, it's probably safer to defend against City if they've got the ball out wide. I'm not saying that's a, a foolproof plan, but um, when you talk about Leeds being narrow now, that makes me think that it might be a bit of a difficult, more difficult afternoon for City than than it could have been. But, I mean, they, they struggled against Bielsa's side last season. Uh, we were just talking mm-hmm. before about it was four points for Leeds out of out of two and City, City sort of didn't really have an answer to that so maybe they'll they'll see that this change in strategy is is a way that they can improve on that I mean forgetting that 7-0 earlier in the season but <laughs> yeah we don't need um, to talk about that we don't need to I know about yeah that. apologies um, <laughs> I, I always think it's it's City's game to lose whoever they play but um, yeah maybe if, if Leeds can stay compact pack the area I think mm. that's what teams who've been successful against City this season have, have done and then um, yeah, if the ball's out wide, then City probably less threatening than if they've got it in those sort of inside channels trying to play someone through. Hmm. All right, Joe, that's been fascinating. Mm-hmm. Before before we leave, um, I, I always I always ask everybody what what all the score predictions are going to be. But before that, Joe, um, where can people find you for all your uh, great Manchester City content after Leeds get the win? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll be dissecting that on just on Twitter. So it's <laughs> underscore Joe Bray. Go check that out, everybody. But Joe, before before I let you go, I'm gonna make you put your head above the parapet. What, what what's your score prediction, mate? I think I'll go three one City. I think I, I don't think it'll be as easy as that suggests, but it's, I think it might be one of them that as soon as City get one or two, they'll get another. <laughs>